Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 58 of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh, and in this episode, I am joined by my co-host, Alex. Very exciting episode. We're going to be previewing the New York Giants versus Philadelphia Eagles game that will be happening this Sunday. We're also going to have our week 10 picks that'll come in the outro. And we have a guest on today's episode that's going to be JQ from the Talking Big Blue Podcast. We'll talk about the Giants as we always do here on the Giant Take Podcast. Episode number 58 starts right now. Once again, welcome to number 58 of the, episode number 58 of the Giant Take Podcast. I'm Josh. Again, I'm joined by Alex in this episode. Uh, we'll go right to him then. Alex, how are you doing? How is your birthday? Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday, Alex. How about, how about celebrating a birthday on a New York Giants win? I think we should start out with that. Yeah, so obviously I wasn't there for the last episode. Um, as Josh mentioned, I believe like 20 times in that episode that it was my birthday and it was nice to having a birthday win. Um, you know, it's kind of a rarity for the giants or giants fans in general. So that was very exciting. Um, I appreciate all the love on the podcast from everyone and from Josh, especially on the last episode. 
Um, and yeah, I'm ready to get right into it. We got another game and hopefully another win for the New York football giants. Yeah, hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully I think the giants will be able to get it done here against Philadelphia. A little, little, um, preview to what I have for my score prediction, which will go to, uh, at the end of this little intro here, uh, let's start out with some injury updates. The New York Giants, uh, so far we're recording this on Wednesday, as always, comes out Thursday morning. Uh, for right now in Wednesday's practice, two players did not practice. That would be two pretty good players on the Giants' defense. Uh, uh, defensive back, sorry, Logan Ryan and defensive lineman Leonard Williams. Uh, Leonard Williams leading the team in sacks, and Logan Ryan uh, very well in the defensive backs on the cornerbacks, probably the best cornerback so far on the team. Mm, debatable with James Bradbury. Um, and then three players um, had a limited practice. That would be running back Devonta Freeman. Still don't know the deal with that with the ankle injury. Uh, he's been out the past two weeks, I think, three weeks maybe now. Uh, we'll see what happens. But Alfred Morris, uh, and you missed it, Alex. Uh, Alfred Morris, we complained about him two weeks ago. He played well against uh, the Washington football team and Wayne Gallman. They really controlled the running uh, yards in that game. Sterling Shepard was limited, of course, the toe and hip, you know, of course. Uh, and then Caden uh, Smith, who suffered a concussion uh, and missed the rest of the game after the concussion um, on Sunday. We'll see what happens there. I would like to get all of those players back. Um, that would be nice. I'll take that. Um, and yeah, so that that's the injury news to start off the episode. I mean, that's a whole long list of players. Obviously, these are just people that were, um, at least most of the people you mentioned were just limited. So hopefully that doesn't mean anything significant. Uh, it's only Wednesday, obviously today, like Josh mentioned, we're recording, we'll get more updates. Uh, and then obviously the final injury update on Friday. So we're going to have to see. Uh, what happens there, but hopefully uh, Leonard Williams, especially Logan Ryan, those two guys are really big uh, defensively and Sterling Shepard, obviously one of the very few weapons that Daniel Jones has. Big roster move that the New York Giants made this week, and that was to waive uh, cornerback for the New York Giants, Corey Ballantyne. If anyone, I would think I would want Isaac Giano out of there, and <laughs> if we could have waived him instead, that would be nice. Alex wasn't here. I wanted him to be here for that recap episode against the Washington football team, especially on that Terry McLaurin 70-yard touchdown um, to talk about Isaac Giano. But don't worry. He might get to the get to it in this episode. Anyway, we waive Corey Ballantyne. Um, very interesting. I did not see that happening. And we bring back um, Will Hernandez, who is placed on the reserve COVID-19 list in late October after a positive test missed the last two games for the team. He'll be, he will be available and probably start for the New York Giants against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then also the Giants announced that wide receiver Dante Pettis, who we mentioned, I think, last episode or two episodes ago, I'm losing track of time here, um, was added to the active roster after being claimed off waivers from the 49ers. It was last week, so last episode probably. Nope, two episodes ago. Wow. And um, yeah, I mean, Shane Lemieux filled his place, I think, pretty well, uh, where Will Hernandez was playing at, that gar- at the guard position. And I think if they want to keep Will Hernandez there, or bring back Will Hernandez, that's fine. If they want to keep Shane Lemieux there, I think he did pretty well. I think, you know, for where he was picked, I think it was uh, fifth round, right? I think he did pretty well for where he was picked uh, at the time, and he filled the gap at that uh, offensive line position. And when you're looking at those two guard spots, obviously currently occupied by Will Hernandez and Kevin Zeitler as those starters there, Kevin Zeitler's not getting any younger 
Um, so I think, you know, Shane Lemieux definitely has uh, a lot of potential. We saw, you know, he was playing pretty decently um, against the Washington football team, I thought. So that was good. And obviously also against Tampa. Um, so I think I, I agree. I agree that he might keep the role, but I doubt I think they're going to go back to Will Hernandez. Um, but I also like the idea of kind of him, Shane Lemieux, um, kind of sitting back and kind of waiting for Zeitler in case maybe we wanted to use him um, as a trade piece next year. Or, you know, I'm not exactly sure what his contract details are, but if we wanted to cut him, something like that, um, he would be a good replacement. Yeah, so I think that's all I really have for the before the preview uh, news. I guess now let's get into the preview a little bit for the Giants-Eagles game. I mentioned this in last episode, but this game will uh, determine who who could be the leader in the in the NFC East. Wow, I, I struggle with that. Whoever wins this game, which is crazy because it's the two and seven Giants and the three four and one Philadelphia Eagles. Whoever wins this game could control the NFC East after this week, depending on the other games, which I think is pretty crazy. Uh, this this is a game for the playoffs right now. Um, in week ten, you know, still earlier in the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really how I'm going to start this off with the Giants Eagles preview. You know, the Giants obviously at two and seven. It's really, you know, agonizing as a Giants fan, right? There's so many close games that we lost by, you know, one point. It's 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 just uh, it, it's very sad. So we could have been in a better position, right? Even the Eagle, the last Eagles game is an example. Two and seven. I mean, is it really likely that we're in the hunt for the playoffs anymore? No, but you know, the Eagles definitely are, considering that they are top of the division currently. Um, with, uh, you know, the Cowboys going crazy at the quarterback position after Dak Prescott's injury. So uh, it's an important game for them. And, you know, I think it's an important game for the Giants, and it's a crucial game for Dave Gettleman. Mm, I like that. I like that you added that in there right at the end. Uh, definitely is a crucial game for for Dave Gettleman. One thing I do like to – what I that I would like to add, though, is the Giants have been the Washington football team twice this season. That's our only two wins. And let's be fair – um, mostly every team in the NFC East sucks, but the Washington football team sucks. You know, the New York Giants suck. They they both suck, and you know who else kind of sucks, but I kind of like them, is the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't like them. Like, I don't like the team, but I, I think they're the best team in the NFC East right now, to be honest. So they're not the Washington football team is what I'm trying to say. And the Giants, you know, of late, have not played well against the Philadelphia Eagles. I feel like we've lost to them. Yeah, here, I have the stat here. Uh, the Giants have now lost to the Eagles eight straight times and the Cowboys seven straight times. So to the, our other NFC East opponents, we suck against. So, I mean, this this game is not against the Washington football team. Let's make that clear. The team that has no name. Um <laughs> it, We're playing against the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're probably the best team in the NFC East. And... They're getting players back. We were playing them when they were banged up, and now they're getting players back. They have the leading rusher, Miles Sanders, who should be coming back this week. Uh, receiver Alshon Jeffrey, because they're playing with no-name receivers. Of course, another one playing well for them is Travis Fulgham, who's come out of he, – he's had an amazing story. I, I touched on him. You know what? Quick plug in my article on thegianttake.com, my blog of the NFC East uh, final season predictions uh, record-wise – 
and I talked about him a little bit, his story. Those projections are probably going to be very off now because I have the Eagles like winning the division at I think an eight and eight record. That's that's uh that's sad, but um yeah, I mean the Eagles are getting healthier, so we're not playing a banged up Eagles team really anymore, and the Eagles are not the Washington football team. So like those are two things that we think we need that that we need to think about like going into this game. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely something to keep in mind. And, you know, kind of going into that, um, you know, Daniel Jones is going to have to keep something in his mind, right, Josh? What a job by Alex there. He's going to take me right into my first point of our famous three points here on the Giant Take podcast. Uh, For this Giants versus Eagles preview, my first point is going to be, let's go, let's keep a streak going. And this might happen again in in my points. Let's keep a streak going of two games in a row where Daniel Jones does not have a turnover. This is kind of, you know, I I have two repeating points back to back. Uh, I said it. He, I guess Daniel Jones really did listen to this episode because I did say in our Washington football team Giants preview, Daniel Jones, don't force a turnover. He listened to me. He did not force one. So very good by him. He did have a fumble that he covered up. He got right on top of. He also did take a very heavy hit um, that he did not fumble the ball on. So that's good. Um, hopefully that means he's getting better with his ball security. Um, we don't want to, I mean, it was this game, I believe against, no, no, it was the Buccaneers. Um, I was thinking about the throwing, how he had the difficulty with throwing, um, like throwing out of bounds, but, um, yeah, let's just hope he keeps it up and his ball security is getting better. I, I would, I would think, and I would hope. Yeah, that was a big thing. Seeing Daniel Jones not throw an interception, definitely something we haven't seen in a while. Let's see if he can keep it going. All right, another kind of repeating point here on this podcast in my previews. Defense, keep up the good work. The New York Giants defense has been playing pretty well. Uh, in last game, forcing a high five turnovers. Uh, I mean, that's, I don't think that's going to happen every week. Once again, Washington football team Alex Smith did not look good whatsoever in that game. Uh, the majority of uh, the turnovers coming from his interceptions, I believe he had three. So, But if we're able to keep it up... Uh, against this Philadelphia Eagles team, which we did last time we played them, really, to be honest. Um, you know, if we can keep that up, we can get a win. Yeah, and really the saddest part about the game last weekend is that we had a net gain of five turnovers. We had a plus five turnover differential in that game. Yet somehow, we only won by three points. How is that possible? If you gave... Five interceptions to Russell Wilson, just using him as an example because of how high-flying their offense is right now. That would have been 35 points on the board. It's just ridiculous. Our offense needs to get going. Daniel Jones needs to get going. Yes, he's he's fixing the interceptions, but now we need to focus from turnovers onto actually scoring points. Third and final pick now. It's going to be let's get our first winning streak of the season. This would be two wins in a row if we beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Weren't able to do it the first time when we won the against the Washington football team the first time. Now we beat the Washington football team a second time. So let's see if we can carry our momentum over um, and we win this game. We get our first winning streak of the season. Once again, my three points for the Giants versus Eagles game is going to be uh, two games in a row where Daniel Jones can, uh, doesn't have a turnover. I would like that. Thank you very much. Def- the defense, please 
keep up the good work you've been doing. So basically the whole, the whole season so far for the Giants. So just, just keep up with what you're doing. Let's, let's get some sacks on Carson Wentz. We know how he forces turnovers too. It's a battle of the players who lead in turnovers. So Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones. And then my third and final point, let's get our first winning streak of the season. Shall we, Alex? Do you think, do you think we'll be able to do it? That's going to transition us to our score prediction. Alex, who do you have winning this one? So for me, Sunday at 1 o'clock, stating that for anyone who didn't know it, I have the New York Giants falling in defeat <laughs> because I can't be biased. I need to give an accurate score prediction. I can't give us Giants fans false hope. But the Giants will give us false hope, and we will lose 24-21, and they will score like a last-minute field goal to break all our hearts. All right, so I just wanted to check and make sure I had that right. Yeah, so Carson Wentz's stat line is um, he has 12 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. He leads the league in interceptions with 12. Uh, The next is Kirk Cousins, who has 10, and then Daniel Jones, who's in third with nine. So it is the battle of the turnovers. Um, Carson Wentz's problem, mainly the interceptions, but if we're able to f- have him force throws, looks like, you know, our defense hopefully can step up and do that. Anyway, now moving on to my score prediction. You know what? I'm going to actually be Mr. Positive this episode. Very weird for me. Doesn't usually happen. Uh, it's going to be a Giants victory. Giants move to three and seven. It's a 24-21 win for the New York Giants. I have them winning this game. If you didn't know, Alex, they're in a, they're in a win. Wow, very optimistic for all those optimistic Giants fans out there. Um, I'm one of them usually, but not today. Um, now we're going to go to our interview with Jack Corderaro. We are back now with a very special guest, JQ or Jack Corderaro. He's from Empire Sports Media and the Talking Big Blue podcast. JQ, how's it going today? Josh, Alex, how are we doing, guys? Appreciate you guys having me on the podcast. And I can't complain, guys. Another day in paradise, another day in 2020. And hopefully we get to see a Giants victory this weekend. And hopefully that makes two weekends in a row. That would be special. But I can't complain, boys. I cannot complain at all. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens this weekend. Um, we, you know, we need to get a win over Philly. It's been, we were talking about this a couple days ago when we were recording. It's been eight games since we've beaten the Philadelphia Eagles. And that is something that needs to change. So hopefully that changes on Sunday. That, yeah, like you said, Alex, that goes back to 2016. The Giants haven't beaten Philly since 2016. And on that Thursday night football game, I thought they had that win. I really did. I know that game probably haunts you guys as much as it haunts me, but I really felt like that game. The Giants obviously had, and every Giants fans know that. With literally like four minutes left, they were still up 11. And then at one point, they were up five. And then the rest was history. But I'm excited for this weekend, boys. Because, like, listen, I want the Giants to win this game. And I want them to make a run at the NFC East. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 100%. I mean, Alex, we actually mentioned that in this episode. So your uh, your head's your head's thinking backwards a little bit there. But, yeah, no, we mentioned in this episode that it's been – 
well, what did you so it was eight straight games now? And then I saw the Cowboys seven straight games. Uh, we're you know both of our wins coming against the Washington football team. So, and and I, I talk about it in the intro to this episode. You know the Washington football team sucks, just like really most of the other uh, NFC East teams, including the Giants. You could say they suck too compared to the rest of the NFL. I mean, hopefully we can get this win on Sunday. I, and and the, whoever wins this game they could be in control of the NFC East. It's crazy to say it. The three and seven giants, that's if they win this game, could be in control of the NFC East. And and that's just crazy to think about to show how bad the division is. Yeah, this division this year has not been spectacular at all. And like you said, Josh, we haven't beaten Dallas also in like like seven games, like you said. And I thought they were going to beat them this year. You know, prayers to Dak. And I know he had a gruesome injury that game, but that's a game I thought the Giants really had too. So look at it. Six out of the nine games this year, the Giants have lost by eight or less points. So those games could have went either way. But listen, I'm happy with how the Giants are. I feel like they're like improving in certain areas. And I just think they're filling in the puzzle pieces more and more each week by each day. So hopefully, you know, by next year, this team's really like at 150% and they can actually compete and blow out the rest of the teams in the NFC East, boys. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think, you know, this team needed time, no, you know, no training or at least a shortened training camp, um, you know, new coach. I, I think you had to give the Giants time as much as, you know, I'm impatient. I know Josh is impatient. All the Giants fans are impatient. Um, you know, we have to wait. Um, you are too. Okay. So, you know, we have to be patient here. And, you know, Joe Judge, he's a good coach. We've seen it, right? We, we know he's a good coach. The players are fighting hard for him. Um, you know, which really shows in all those score lines. Um, like you mentioned, six out of the nine, one score games. Um, so, yeah, I think we just got to give it time. And I do think this team has been slowly progressing since week one. Um, now on to week 10. Yeah. So I just want to start out by asking you, um, you know, where you kind of wanted to start do sports writing. So I got in the sports writing over quarantine because I met a, a few very nice guys and I always respect them to this day. And they've done a lot for me, Anthony Rivardo and Alex Wilson, who is the CEO of empire sports media. I met Anthony on like a zoom call one day and like, we were just watching, like, I think it was like the, the rewatch of the giants 2007 super bowl versus the new England Patriots. So he did like a zoom call, a couple guys joined and I was like, I asked him straight up. I was like, if you guys ever need writers, like I would love to get involved. I'd love to do that still. So Luckily, they, you know, Alex reached out to me. We set something up. I got, I got to write a bunch of articles for them. Um, since school started up, I haven't been able to write a bunch of articles for them, and honestly, none right now. But that's something I would like to get back into over winter break and stuff. But those guys are great over there. They produce like tremendously, like I don't even know what to say, like amazing content. Like they work really hard too. But it was a lot of fun. You know, I'm not the biggest writer, as you guys can probably tell. I'm a really big talker. Like that's what I like doing. So. My major is communications and public relations at, at college. So, but writing, it's something you got to learn one day. And honestly, I feel like I did learn a lot from those guys. And it was just a lot of fun. You learn a lot. You get a lot of information from them. Of course, you find out sources maybe before others do. So it's, it's a pretty cool experience, guys. So you have a podcast also. Uh, like, how did you get into that? I know we got into doing podcasting over this quarantine period. I'm not sure if you did the same or not, but if you just kind of want to explain how your podcast started. Absolutely. So last year when I was a junior, my buddy has a podcast. He has a Rangers podcast and then he's a big advocate of mental health. So like that's his big podcast. And he's he's a huge Giants fan, you know, all New York fan like I am and us. 
And he was like, you should like, we talk about the giants all the time. Like, why don't you put this into like a podcast and like put this content out there? Cause it's really good. It's really creative. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. And so he was my co-host for a little bit, but obviously, you know, he runs two shows. So he had his stuff to do. I have a new co-host now named Thomas Synergia, but I got into it about a year ago. I'm like upwards towards like 50 episodes. Cause like there were some weeks where I just, you know, you get busy with school and stuff like that. So you gotta, obviously I always focus on school first because, you know, that's what my parents are paying for me to do right now. So obviously shout out to them, but yeah, I got into it about like a year ago and I haven't looked back and guys, I'm happy you guys got to get in it as young as you are. Cause listen, it only goes up and up from here, boys. It's a lot of fun. You get to a lot of, you get to meet a lot of people like Josh reached out to me the other day or last month. And it was honestly really nice of him too. And I just, you know, I'm happy to be here guys. And I just appreciate you having me on, of course, but podcasting is a lot of fun boys. Good thing you got in at a young age. Cause you'll be able to do it for years to come. I appreciate that. I, I, I appreciate that. You appreciate that. I reached out to you. So um, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that compliment. Um, I want to ask you now uh, th- this week, Mark Colombo was asked about uh, Nick Gates and he, and he does feel that he has high expectations for him. I think he's actually produced so far. And I think he's turned out to be a good signing that we made uh, before the season started. So what are your thoughts on Nick Gates? I absolutely love Nick Gates. I think he's the future center of the New York Giants, like, you know, for a couple of years to come. Obviously, you God forbid injuries or anything like that happen. So, but listen, he was playing right tackle late in the year last year, and he literally hasn't, I haven't seen a lot of problems with him this year. Like you guys saw against the game against the LA Rams. Like he, he went one-on-one with Donald, a bunch of plays, and like he, he wasn't afraid to get in Donald's face. That's literally the best defender, probably one of the best defensive linemen in the league, hands down. So, I just think he's got a lot of fight. I think he's like a Joe judge type mentality guy. Like he buys into the system. He really does have a lot of fight. And honestly, I just, I think he's a set in stone piece. Cause you guys have seen this this year. They haven't really been talking about his like iffiness and like his struggles this year. It's been more about Andrew Thomas and, and Cam Fleming our tackles. So I think that's like the, the biggest piece of the offensive line to be fixed, but I like Nick Gates at center. And I think, you know, I, we're we got to be lucky as Giants fans that he filled that role role well without with Jalapio being out and I'm pretty sure I'm not sure if they ended up signing him back this year but you know he had the Achilles injury and then he broke his leg the year before so you know it's been a tough stretch for him yeah obviously there's been troubles with Andrew Thomas too you know the fourth overall pick there's high expectations obviously you have to give a tackle time how much time does he have before he has to start picking up his performances so you guys watched the game Sunday. He actually did pretty well against Chase Young. Like that was the one game where like I, I could say this season, that like he's honestly taken a step forward. I think Alex, he just has to keep doing it game in and game out. Like this game against Philly, he got probably Philly was his worst game of the season so far a couple weeks ago. So this is a huge game for Andrew Thomas. Um, Alex, I'm going to answer this. If he continues to struggle and like it's a little decline, I don't think you bench him. I think you try to move him the right tackle. So in three weeks, if he's still struggling, I think you try to fit him in at right tackle and see if he can play the, the last, like, you know, four, five games of the season. But listen, like you said, Alex and Josh, you, you know this too. Giants fans have a lot of expectations. And of course, being the fourth overall pick in New York, you're supposed to shine and be a stud. Like, you know, obviously Saquon is with the, with the second pick, but obviously they're different positions. But listen, Giants fans are down his throat. They want to see him play well. And I think, I don't think it's getting to him, but listen, in New York, you've seen a lot of players lose their minds because of stuff like this. So I think I like him a lot. I think he's the future left tackle, but he's just got to keep improving week in and week out for me to continue to, you know, say that he's really good. And I want to see him exceed at the highest level. 
Yeah, I mean, speaking of the draft to the 2020 uh, draft, especially for the Giants, with our comp pick on the third round, we were able to select Matt Parrott, and he looks like he's paying off. Um, you know, how good he's played so far um, since he's come in, I think is, you know, pretty well. He was kind of going in and out in the game where Andrew Thomas was, like, supposed to be benched, but, like, wasn't, and then he was going in and out with him. But from the time that he has come in, he's played pretty well for the New York Giants. I think Parrot was probably one of the best draft draft picks we've had in 2020 or, you know, in the 2020 draft, because he's just in Alex Wilson tweeted about this every day. He's just improving at week in week out, like run blocking. The kids a stud pass blocking. Obviously there's work to be done, but he gets the job done in certain areas. And he really did a phenomenal job against Washington. So th- actually I was talking to my buddy this morning in the car. I was like, what if the Giants ended up drafting Simmons and they still got Parrot in the third round? You could have had Parrot at left tackle. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, you know, obviously just, you know, letting my imagination run wild. So you, you look at it that way. But listen, I like Andrew Thomas. I absolutely love Matt Parrot, And I think he's the biggest piece to this offensive line in the years to come. I really do. That's like my hot take, I could say. I think Matt Parrot will be the set in stone piece for years to come. Anthony Rivardo from Empire Sports Media was a huge fan of him. He was the one that got me on the Matt Parrott train before the draft even started. So Xavier McKinney obviously had that injury before the season started, kind of devastating for us Giants fans who were so excited about how we were able, you know, to get a steal really, um, kind of a mid-first round projected player falling to the beginning of the second round. Um, and he is, you know, maybe coming back in the next couple weeks or so. So how do you feel about that? And what do you think he's going to bring to this giant secondary? Alex, like you said, man, he was an absolute steal in the second round. They had him going like 17th overall to Dallas, but obviously CD lamb fell into their lap. So I don't think Dallas could have complained, but listen, injuries happen. You know, it, it stinks. Cause you look at a guy like Antoine Winfield from Minnesota, who's playing on the bucks and he's their safety. And he's basically like a pro bowler already in his rookie season. But listen, I have high hopes for McKinney. And I think when he comes back in a few weeks, I think the Giants are going to be, by that point, you know, knock on wood, hopefully they're pushing for the the NFC East title, you know, to hopefully make a playoff spot. But listen, boys, if he comes back healthy and the Giants have a shot at winning this division, he's going to be a huge helping hand. I really think so, especially in Patrick Graham's defense. He'll probably have him moving around. They'll have him in the box like they did at Alabama. They'll have him lined up as a linebacker, even like, you know, his main his primary position is safety, but the kid can do it all. You'll see him in a lot of spots, I think, when he comes back. I want to go to the receivers now because um, one receiver that I don't particularly like, and I've mentioned on this podcast many times is Golden Tate. Um, did not like the signing when we made the signing. Still don't like him now. The when the whole thing with the throwing the ball, uh, throw me the ball, throw me the ball. And and I, I think I said in the podcast, I was like, oh, Golden Tate says throw me the ball, throw me the ball. And I said, the guy, I said shut up, I want to trade you. A um, little harsh, but I mean, I did. I, I, I put him as uh, one of my top three players that I wanted to trade as a deadline. We didn't do it. So now we have to hold on to him. Do you see us going in the draft and maybe getting a receiver in some, some rounds? I remember going into this draft, I was the one person – um, at a family and friends that said the Giants are not going to draft a wide receiver. I don't know what you're talking about. Alex said, well, we're drafting wide receiver. We're drafting wide receiver. It's going to happen. Yes, you did, Alex. Alex is shaking his head for all you listening. Um, and it didn't happen. So I want I want to get your thoughts on the receivers. Well, I think, you know, Golden Tate, like you said, Josh, and Alex probably feels the same way. I don't like him. You know, you got a guy like, you know, he has potential and you've seen what he's done. He's an experienced veteran in this league. And he just does stuff like that. I don't know if you guys saw, but his wife was posting about it on social media too. She did a lot about that, like saying like 
feed my husband the ball like he deserves so much better. Like, listen, obviously, you know, your wife can tweet what she wants and put stories of what she wants up. But listen, when it starts to interfere with the team, there's going to be consequences. And I think that's something Pat Shermer never would have done what Joe Judge did on Sunday. And he benched Golden Tate and he didn't even let him travel with the team. So I like that. But back to your point, Josh. I wish they traded him. I wish Dave Gettleman as one of his last, you know, trades, cause he's going to get fired at the end of the season. I really wish they got rid of tape, but he's got a big contract boys. I don't know if any team's going to really want that contract. So, you know, you see Austin Mack, he's improving every week. He actually gets valuable reps. You might see Austin Mack just starting in there and they might just start benching Tate and giving him less snaps more often. And before you know it, if he keeps acting up, they're just going to cut him at some point, I think, but it stinks to say that because he's got such a big contract, you know? And then the Giants would have to eat that contract. So I'm not a Golden Tate fan per se, but I'm a defender of Golden Tate because Josh is such a hater of Golden Tate. I thought last season he was extremely influential in Daniel Jones' development. This season, he's getting older. He's not getting any better. He's declining. I'm not, even he would probably, well, probably not. He doesn't seem to be super reasonable at the moment, but you know, he, he's not the same player he used to be. He's always had kind of personality issues throughout his career um, and, you know, in the locker room. So I think it was kind of an odd signing when we signed him. Like Josh said, I didn't really like it either, but it, it was also too long of a deal, four years, I believe, which is just ridiculous for signing a 30-year-old receiver. So, you know, we might have to take a big cap hit and, you know, cut him because I, like you said, I don't think any team wants golden Tate at the moment, unless, you know, they're a team desperate for wide receivers, like really, really desperate. Um, maybe the jets. And that's the only people I can think of who would actually be desperate enough to uh, sign him. But yeah, that that's how I feel about him. Alex, I, you, you mentioned some really good points because last year he was a huge part of Daniel Jones's rookie season. And when guys like Shepard were her and Slayton, you know, battled injuries, Ingram was out for half the season and ended up missing multiple games so golden tate was one of those mentors like i said a veteran guy who helped him out and listen when golden tate is open though he he does catch the ball and obviously he made a big time play against the bucks i know josh might be you know disagreeing with me a little bit but listen he's not what you really want as a giants fan at this point can you guys agree with that yes no 100 percent. well mm-hmm. I'm a Golden Tate hater, so. I'm, uh, so yeah. I am too, but I just think, you know, last year he did a lot for Daniel Jones. And, I you know, he he used to be a pretty good receiver in this league, but now, you know, he's not like one of those, like, freak athletic guys that's just going to wow you with his speed anymore, you know. He's not the tallest guy and, like, ver- most vertical leap guy. So he's not – he's going to get beat on a lot of plays. That's what I've seen so far. And, if listen, if Daniel Jones misses him when he's open, he's going to give – Jones and the Giants and social media mouthful about it as always. All right. So here we are. It's game day, uh, Sunday, about 1 PM. Who are you going to have as your winner uh, in this game? And then what, what do you think it's going to come down to? Cause I think it's going to be close to the end. Okay. So winner of this game, obviously I'm going with the boys in blue, the New York Giants, they're home. They're at MetLife. You got to win this game. You haven't beaten Philly in so damn long. It's about time. Like LeBron said, when he won in Cleveland, it's about damn time. So Listen, I'm going to say, I always like on my podcast, I always like to say the Giants are going to put up 30 points. I say the Giants win 27-14, okay? I say they they go up early and the defense just shuts out the Eagles. I know Miles Sanders is questionable, but he's probably making his return. Alshon Jeffrey is supposedly making his return. I'm not certain yet, 
But, you know, that, that takes, like, Boston Scott out of the equation. Ertz is still on IR. So this is still a banged-up Philly team, and their O-line is still banged up. I know they have a great front seven on defense, but this is a game that Giants pounce on them and beat them like they should have on Thursday night football when they were up 11. Like, how nice would that have been if the Giants won both games this year against the Eagles? But before I get off, off topic, I said 27-14 Giants, and I think the keys to the game is going to be Daniel Jones has to limit the turnovers to as many as few because we know – our boy likes to make turnovers here and there, and he makes some questionable throws, guys. But listen, he does that. You run the ball well, like they did the last couple of weeks. They've been averaging like 100 and something rushing yards the past four games. So you do that. You may get Devontae Freeman back from his ankle injury. So I think this game comes down to obviously defense making huge plays throughout the game and just the Giants punching it in. No more. Like, I love Graham Gano. I don't want to see him kicking a field goal in the red zone every like four or five trips. You got to score touchdowns to win. And like I said, that's what they did last time they played Philly, but someone dropped the pass, who we all know pretty well. And, yeah, and he almost costed the game against Washington on Sunday. But besides that, I, I can't think of that because my mind starts rattling. But, yeah, I, this is a game the Giants pounce on the Eagles. They have to. And, you know, you go into the bye week on high hopes and you play Cincinnati. That's another game you have to win, boys. Yeah, we were talking about, you know, maybe we get a win streak. Um, for you know the first time ever this season, so that would hopefully be a very exciting thing. You don't you don't believe that though, Alex? Oh, I we don't. Believe, a, I don't think we're going to win this game. Because we did our we did our score prediction in the intro, Alex, and not have the New York Giants winning this game. I, I don't I don't have us winning because I don't think the Giants are capable of holding a lead, and I also don't think our offense is going to be good enough to score enough points for us to win. I think our defense will hold us in the game, but I don't think we're going to be able to win. That's just my, you know, pessimistic kind of point of view there. I'm, I'm usually Josh is the negative one, um, as we can tell about Golden Tate. But today, I don't know. I just don't like the. I don't. I don't like this game for some reason. Listen, guys, I I can uh, I know what you're saying, Alex, because there's moments where like you want them to win games and you just, they just crumble and they it's like it really stinks, guys, because like you see the offense go out there and they like, you know, two minute drill against Chicago, against LA, they lose those games. They're heartbreakers. And like, that's why, you know, Giants fans are thinking the same way you two are. It's like, some are very positive and some are very negative because they can't do certain things well. And they just, they leave the defense on the field, I think for too long sometimes boys. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens on Sunday. Uh, JQ is from Empire Sports Media and the Talking Big Blues podcast. Thanks so much for coming on today. Alex, Josh, I appreciate you guys having me on so much. I love, you know, being a guest on shows because obviously I love having guests on my show as well. And I think it's just really a great way for everyone to connect as Giants podcasters out here and as a Giants fan community. But boys, Alex, I know you don't think we're going to win this weekend. The New York Giants are going to win this game. They're going to break this Philly curse and then they're going to beat Dallas week 17 and break that Dallas curse as well. So boys, Get your hopes up because I think we're, we're having a run at the playoffs this year, boys. And I really think it's what this young team needs because you know why? You're, you're fitting the pieces of the puzzle together right now. And next year, you only, you only add on to that. You keep doing that.
That was our interview with JQ. We hope you enjoyed it. And now let's go to our week 10 picks. But before we go to our week 10 picks, let's go through uh, any, or I'm going to go through the games that I thought were uh, close to the end. Titans, Bears, 24-17 final was pretty close. The 33-31 Panthers game. Panthers led this game basically the whole game right until the end. Uh, Texans, 27. Jaguars, 25. Bills. They beat the Seahawks. Alex's precious Seahawks. They beat them. Uh, Russell Wilson, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, the Dolphins came up victorious against the Cardinals. That was a good game. And then Monday Night Football, this now goes to our picks. The Patriots just won on a field goal 30-27. to 27, And that influenced the end of our picks. So our picks for this week, we were tied. Both of us 8-5, and five, kind of a letdown week 9. Uh, and... Alex has something to say. So you are so lucky, by the way, because I made this prediction. I said the Jets are going to win this game because I had a feeling about them. And you're, and after we recorded, you're like, oh, what are you talking about? The Jets are going to win. And I was this close. You can't see me right now because this is a podcast and you're listening. But it was so close. And it was devastating. It was devastating. And Josh was celebrating. He was texting me the next morning. He was, it was it was a very bad day, but that's not going to happen again because I'm going to beat Josh this week. Whoa, that's bold, Alex. But you know what? It's all right. Let's start out with Thursday Night Football. This is going to be a toss-up game uh, in itself. It's going to be the Colts in Tennessee to play the Titans. I'm going to go Titans. They win this game. Derrick Henry, please get over 200 yards. So someone must have Derrick Henry on his fantasy team. Um, this is a tough one for me. Colts looking better recently, Titans looking not as good except for last game where they, you know, narrowly beat the Bears by one score. I am still going to go with the Titans because I just think they are the better team and they're going to win on Thursday night football, but definitely a game I will be watching. I'm going to have the Packers beating the Jaguars in our next game. Yeah, I agree with you, Josh. Uh, Packers are going to win this game. Rookie quarterback against a good defense. That's what I have. All right, Lions-Washington football team. I'm going to have the Detroit Lions winning this one. I mean, the football team lost to the Giants, so that's all I'm going to say. Detroit win. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I had the Lions winning last week, too. That was upsetting. That didn't happen. Browns versus the Texans. I have the Browns winning this one. Baker Mayfield, cook up in this game, please. <laughs> God, I hate Baker Mayfield. I really hope they lose, but they're not. Um, and the Browns will take this one also. Um, next game here, Buccaneers and the Panthers. I see an upset here. I'm going for a Panthers win. Panthers win for Alex? Um, no, I'm going to have the Buccaneers winning this game. I mean, they got crushed by the Saints. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going to have them winning this one. Next game, Chargers-Dolphins. I think the Dolphins win this one. They've been playing pretty well this season. They beat the Cardinals in that game, so I think they'll win again. Yep, I agree. Uh, Chargers, Justin Herbert's been playing well, but not well enough. Um, to carry that team to a victory against the Dolphins. Dolphins will go six and three. Next game, um, we're now after this, the second four o'clock game, um, Broncos and Raiders. I have the Raiders. They're going to go up to six and three. Josh Jacobs, please produce. Josh Jacobs, please produce indeed. I'm going to go with the Raiders as well. Uh, Bills, Cardinals, this game could be a high-scoring one. I'm going to have the Bills winning this one. The, the way that they played against the Seahawks is really good. Josh Allen played really well, too, so I'm, I'm going to have the Bills winning this one. Yeah, I have Bills also. Cardinals losing to the Dolphins. Not that they're a bad team, but, you know, they're just not consistent enough. Um, I, I'm going with the Bills and Josh Allen. 
Um, next game here, 49ers and Saints. Saints absolutely obliterating the Buccaneers, like Josh mentioned. I believe they're about to obliterate the 49ers as well. I think I'm going to have the Saints winning this one. Um, so, yeah, that's really all I have to say for that one. They Like like Alex said, I'm, I'm not going to repeat what he said. 6-2 and two Seahawks versus the 5-3 and three Rams. I think the Seahawks bounce back in this game, and I think they win. Yep, I don't see them losing two games in a row. I have them um, beating, you know, pretty decent 5-3 and three Rams team. Moving on to the final 4 o'clock hour game, um, Bengals and Steelers. This is an interesting one because I – for some reason, have a feeling again, like I did with the Jets game, that the Bengals could win this one. I don't think the Steelers are going 16-0. But I'm going to back the Steelers, and I think they're going to win this game. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Steelers keep their winning ways. I mean, very cool. Uh, last undefeated team left, and I think they, they keep it going. Uh, Ravens, Patriots. Patriots, I mean, they barely beat the Jets. I think that's all I have to say. Ravens win this one. Yeah, it's Ravens. Sunday night football will not be as exciting. I think this will be a reasonably big blowout. Moving on to Monday night football on ESPN for everyone wondering where it is located. Booger McFarlane, you know, we're never going to forget that he was taken off. Um, So it's very disappointing. Josh and I are still holding a grudge against ESPN. But I do have the Vikings winning this game. I think their Dalvin Cook is just going crazy. I, I don't see this Bears team that just kind of, is good defensively and kind of just stands there on offense doing anything to stop them. Minnesota Vikings got the win in this game. I think there's, I'm not going to say there's no question. I think it could be close, but the Vikings have looked really good recently. So I have them winning this game. That's going to do it for our week 10 picks. Catch us next week, next Thursday's episode on the podcast. And we will do our week 11 picks. We'll let you know who won, who lost this past week. Um, Let's move on to the GiantTake.com. TheGiantTake.com. We have a new blog post just up um, yesterday, I guess, when you're listening to this or when it's released. Um, So go check that out. I kind of continue my analysis of Daniel Jones and his progression and kind of seeing where he is. I did the first four weeks compared to last season um, a couple months ago, I believe now, or a couple weeks ago, sorry, um, or a few weeks ago. I, I can't remember time. Time's just flying by with this whole pandemic. So it's really hard to keep track, but yeah, whole new article. Go check that out. And you know, there's kind of some good news for Giants fans in there. So go check it out. Um, we have our episodes up on there as well. And on the bottom, you can subscribe to our newsletter. Um, and also from there, you can click support the podcast, which will take you to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the giant take. And there you have a $2 tier, which will give you fan requests, private community, and a shout out on the podcast. Just got breaking news, actually, while recording that Corey Ballantyne is staying in New Jersey and is now signing with the Jets as they claim him off waivers. How funny is that? Goes from one awful team to another awful team. Uh, I think, I don't know if Alex mentioned this, but go to patreon.com backslash a giant take, uh, and then you can go subscribe to the $2 tier. I, if you mentioned it already, I'm just saying it again, so it's fine. Um, you get episode uh, shouted on the podcast, Patreon private community. And also, oh no, Alex, I'm going to have to rely on you for this one. Well, I'm sure everyone is already on patreon.com slash the giant take as we're speaking anyway, but you get fan requests, uh, private community, and shout out on the podcast. So that's what you get. Um, I'm sure you see that because you see it on the page right now since you're there already. Exactly. Exactly. Alex, you're completely right. Um, 
I've never really broken news on this podcast like that. I literally just pulled up on my Twitter. So, yeah, Corey Ballantyne once again staying in New Jersey. He got claimed by the Jets once again, one awful team to another. So he goes from a two-win team to a winless team. How how glad, how happy he must feel right now. Um, anyway, go follow us on Twitter at the Giant Take Pod. Go follow me on Twitter at JoshHello29. Go follow Alex on Twitter at Anorian23. Go follow at the Giant Take Pod on at the Giant Take on Instagram, at the Giant Take on Facebook. Uh, go subscribe wherever you can subscribe. Go give us a listen. Obviously, you're listening right now. So go give us a listen on another platform. Expand your platforms because we're up really everywhere. So just, yeah, wherever you want to listen on multiple platforms, it would be perfect. If you want to listen on Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, listen there. Go to the website, listen there. You know, that, that would be... That would be that would be cool. Maybe some it may, might be some fun for you to look us up on all these different platforms. Um, yeah, so go <laughs> subscribe to wherever you're listening. Alex is giving me a funny face now. Go give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you can give us a rating and review. If you're gonna give us a rating, which we would greatly appreciate, please make sure it's five stars. Uh, please share this podcast. Share with uh, share with. One friend, share with friends and family, share on your social medias, tag us at the Giant Take Pod if you're doing it on Twitter. If you're doing it on Instagram or Facebook, tag us at Giant Take. And that's all from me. Any grandmas or grandpas listening, please reach out to us so Josh can get help with the Facebook. Um, and that's all we have today. It's a wrap for episode number 59 of the Giant Take Podcast. I've been your host, Alex, always joined by Josh. And we'll see you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.